Welcome to the Put Ariana podcast, where we are all about sharing helpful and practical tips for anyone and everyone that is planning a wedding. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Events. And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography. All right, Dan, what are we talking about today? Today, I'm getting your reaction on 21 rude things people will do at your wedding. So I stumbled across this article, um, and it's not 21 rude people, <laughs> or, or like 21 things rude people will do. It's 21 rude things people will do at your wedding. Uh, I, I came across it on CNN. It looks like it might have been on HGTV as, as well. Um, and uh, I was just Google searching, and it popped up. And it's it's by Deneen Revel, uh, who looks like she is an HGTV writer. And the title of it, if you Google it from CNN, it's 21 Rude Things People Will Do at Your Wedding. So I was like, oh, this could be really fun that we just like go through them because some of them are like, okay, yeah, that's a little weird and strange. The other ones are like, oh, is that like a thing that's rude? Because I feel like I see it at every wedding. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Ooh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. So I'm going to try, I think we're just going to try to go through as many as we can. Hopefully we can get through all of them, but we're just going to like rock and roll. Okay. You ready? Let's see where go the top boat bottom. goes. Okay. Yep. First one is Instagram the ceremony. So like take pictures at the ceremony. Yeah, take pictures and like all that kind of stuff. So I think there's a delineation to make here. If on here in this article it talks about like if you have an unplugged sign versus mm -hmm. like no sign. Thoughts? Um, well, if there is an unplugged sign or an unplugged um announcement made at the beginning of the thing, then really nobody should have their phones out. I mean, maybe outside, I give a pass to parents and grandparents of the couple. Like, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> they can do whatever they want in my book. Yeah. But everybody else should kind of respect that because it's there for a reason. Hmm. Okay. Agreed. If it's, if it's not there, what I wonder, is the author saying that the guest is putting it on social media kind of a little bit too soon by saying like Instagram photo. Is that what is kind of being said? Yeah. It's more about like people mm. still photographing during an unplugged ceremony and still like okay. doing that kind of stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you put an unplugged ceremony sign out there and people are still doing it, that's a little rude, but it also makes a suggestion. And I think this is something that we've talked about before is if you really, if this is really, special and important to you to have your officiant announce it as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The officiant announcing it before anybody even walks in is to me the best way to do it. For whatever reason, that person is like the principal, the like boss in that moment. Guests listen to that person far more than they will a sign. The sign get is cute. It's cute on Pinterest, all the good and fun, but it gets ignored, I would say, way more often than when the officiant says it. Also, fun little hack, if you want to like find a good balance, have the officiant make that announcement at the beginning, and then at a certain point during the ceremony, the officiant can say, okay, everybody get out your phones. We're going to get like, everybody's going to take a picture now, and then everybody takes out their phones, they get the picture that they want to take, and then everybody puts their phones away. Yep. To me, it's like... A happy medium if you feel like your crowd is wanting to bring out their cameras. Gotcha. Okay, next one. Not RSVPing. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Kills me. Kills me. Y'all, until you are planning a wedding, I don't know if you really understand how much is riding on that dang RSVP going back. So much. And but but there 
they're definitely making it a lot easier. The more couples that I see now that have digital RSVPs where you don't even have to mail a thing back, that is becoming a huge trend. Trend yes. in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it, as much of a trend as it is that like we all have cameras on our phone that are far more cameras than anything we get. Well, most of us carry around, you excluded, Dan. Yeah, uh, yes. It So much is due right before that wedding happens. Um, it like, two, three, four weeks out that I think guests, if you aren't planning a wedding, they just don't realize. But mm -hmm. yeah, man, send in the dang RSVP. Please don't make the couple track it down. Oh, man, we got, we got several uh, RSVPs back that were just blank. But Rachel had enough forethought to write like a number on the back of it. And then that number corresponded to a person on a list that she has for like the invitation so went out. But yeah, so silly. Like, you're supposed to write your name in there. It was blank. Anyway. <laughs> I am a big fan of digital RCP, so I'm with you. Yeah, agreed. Okay, next one. Arrive late. Y'all. <laughs> well, it depends. Mm, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. The floor is yours. Mm -hmm. If you are arriving late to the ceremony, wait. You just need to wait. Please don't try and come in as the couple is about to make the entrance or like uh, it, there's like a clear thing sort of about to happen. I, for me, anytime we're doing a wedding and uh, somebody arrives late, we kind of hold them back and we tell them like, we're trying to make this not awkward for you. That's what, yeah. what we're trying to avoid here. <laughs> I will let you know as soon as you can get in there in a way that not all eyes are going to be on you as clearly being awkward. So yeah, that's what we try to do. But if you're arriving late to the cocktail hour, to me, that's totally fine. Yeah, whatever. Like if, if you're there. at work, you can't get there. Just it, it's really not a big deal. When you're like when you're arriving like 10, 15 minutes late or more to the ceremony. Sometimes people arrive so late that I'm like, Why when it's at come? a different location to the to the reception, I'm like, why'd you even come? Give up at this point. I mean, come see your friend. I get it. I get it. I get it. But like, so I would have raised that white flag a long time ago if I was that late. Okay. Uh, we're going to keep on trucking here. And I think yes. like one, before we like even continue is like, I just think that these are some, one, some of these are pretty fun, but two, it's like, yeah. you, you just got to be ready for some of these, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's why we're sharing these is just like, let's, we're going to put these out there. There's some of them are going to happen to you. And then you can yes. just like, you know, be like, oh, that Dan and Danielle, they are silly, <laughs> silly gooses, right? Like, you know, talking about this and then it happened, ah, you know? Um, and so hopefully this yeah. will just put a little humor on it that like, you know, we're calling this out already and it's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And also... A lot of it, you can kind of like roll your eyes and laugh off a bit and then let it go and, yeah. you know, move on. But yeah. yeah. So here's one that I didn't know. Um, okay. Bring a gift to the wedding. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. That's Is that really a thing? Rude. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. As the person who has to um, pack <laughs> up them. all the things. <laughs> okay. No, not move them. It's not about me. At the end of the night, once the wedding is all over, all of the like decor things, all of the gifts and cards have to go back to the couple. And often they're like getting on a bus or like hopping in a car or, or, or this. They just don't want to deal with stuff. And your gift is well appreciated. But the card with either cash or a check or a Venmo is much more appreciated because it's just so much easier for them to, to deal with after the fact. The shower is meant for like physical, tangible gifts. Mm -hmm. And the wedding is meant for more monetary gifts or just cards or, you know, whatever. But yeah, bringing an actual like physical gift to the wedding is no good often causing more harm than good. Wow. Just so mail it, like, mail like it. if you mail it to their house, have it mailed to their house. Almost any registry now, you can just ship it right to the couple's house. You don't have to know the address that does it all for you. Just do that. I'm not saying don't gift, 
I'm saying don't bring that box to the wedding. <laughs> gotcha. Because then it's the couple has to deal with it. Okay. Next one is similar gift one. It says not give a gift at all. Thoughts on that mm. one? You really should gift for yeah. a wedding. It doesn't have to be like the most expensive thing, but like, no. yeah. I mean, the couple's probably it, shelling out quite a bit to just per person to have you at the wedding. Yeah, it's it's like going to a birthday party and, and not bringing a gift. I guess it's a little bit different because as adults, sometimes we're like, we don't care, just come party with us. But yeah. weddings are very, very expensive. I think anything that uh, guests can do to kind of help a little bit takes that off of the couple a little bit more, helps set them up for their honeymoon trip, buying a house, investing in whatever going from there but um i i proper etiquette is you bring a gift okay sure. all right here's a couple more we're gonna like get some rapid fire ones here okay disregard assigned seating yeah don't do that it screws everything up <laughs> yeah i've never seen that yeah. do people actually like not sit where they're supposed to yes oh yes. really ew yeah and like some t- tables are only set for the amount of people that the couple says there's eight people sitting at this oh, table. So we'll, like, there's nine people sitting over. at this table. Well, it's not just chairs. You have an entire like plate and drinkware and forks and knives. And it's it it everything is set so beautifully. And sometimes people just disregard it. And suddenly, like two people are standing there going, We're supposed to be sitting at this table, and there's not a seat for us, and you have to like go through and figure out what happened. And yeah. it's just tricky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it um, happens. Yeah, this is one uh that I see all the time and i can see like frustration just boil up in people's faces it's uh when there's a buffet style dinner and you're not you're not like wait to be called for that dinner to go up and and like go through the line people just get up and just go all willy-nilly out of yeah 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 drives yeah. me crazy yeah <laughs> no um when there's a buffet or stations or whatever it is and like people are being called by tables the, there's a big conversation that happens behind the scenes about that. Where are the parents sitting? Where are grandparents sitting? Where are important people? Where are younger children? All of those folks are the tables that are probably going to be going up first. If you're seated at a table with a bunch of like 20, 30 somethings and y'all are just chatting, having a good time, you're probably not going first. And it's probably for a reason because there's others that need to go first because their bedtime is soon or they need to take their medicine or whatever it is. They've just kind of earned that right. So yeah. there is a reason. Also, we don't call every table all at once because then you as the guest are standing in a really long line at the buffet. We're doing it so you can sit at your table, chat, go to the bar, do whatever you want. And when it when it's like a good time we'll give you the thumbs up and then you can go i get it it's just drives me crazy yeah if you're listening to this just like just copy the url for this episode note the time that we're talking about this and then just send it to like uncle frank and just be like uncle frank listen to this episode please take notes (laughs) um okay next one go go rogue on their menu rsvps Go rogue. Oh, so like if the RCP is like, do you want chicken, beef, or vegetarian? They go, go I want totally the different. fish. Yeah. yeah. I've not seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. That was one that surprised me. Yeah. I We definitely see a lot of like, I'm allergic to yeah. things. Um, A lot of gluten-free stuff, but not that. That would be, I mean, the, 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 you can't usually accommodate something. I mean, allergy restrictions for sure, but you can't necessarily accommodate like a, I don't want that. I'm feeling like- Ooh, ooh, so I'm reading a little more into this and it's actually you RSVP for one thing and then decide on something else. Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah, that happens all the time, right? Mainly because people forget what they picked. So, yeah. 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 Is that like a thing though? Like don't don't kitchens make 
more like there's got to be some flexibility and leeway one direction yeah it depends there is like a certain amount of overage i would say but um if too many people switch so here's what i usually say if you're a couple planning and you're doing like a pre-selected meal Mm -hmm. don't put a menu card at the table because when people read that they'll either see something they do or don't like on whatever thing they did or didn't pick and then that's usually when they'll switch if people don't remember then then the server will just say like, hey, I have you ordered the chicken. Here's the chicken. And they go, okay, great. But the menu card is usually what trips it up um, to have people change. So Hmm, interesting. best way to avoid that. This one's like a pretty quick one, I think. Um, Complain they're missing a sports game. Where I feel like you always see people with their phones, like especially like as the reception setup goes on, you'll see like a a bunch of dudes or a bunch of people just like sitting, like staring at, you know, a a phone of, you know, a game or a football game or whatever or they just find a way to go view it anyway but like does people actually complain about that um if they're if the guest is complaining i don't love that because you decided to come Mm -hmm. um i think if the guest is watching it that's where it's like is that rude or is that okay and that just Mm -hmm. comes down to the couple we did one last year where um when the phillies were either in the World Series or attempting to be in the World Series. And by the end of the wedding, everybody literally had on a Phillies jersey. And I was like, how is this even happening? (laughs) Like, where are they coming from? (laughs) Where did they come from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think they won. So it was like a very joyous thing. But the couple was, it felt like the couple was part of it. So it all felt okay. Um, If if it were me, I would have been like, why is nobody paying attention to the fact that I have a wedding (laughs) going on? I would have had that feeling. Yeah. Um, Nothing against the Phillies. I'm just, we're not sports people. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's one that that I'm seeing more couples be like, "Don't do this," and it's clinking glasses until you smooch. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's a weird um, one now. Yeah, I don't know. Depending yeah. on the couple. Yeah, I mean, if if they're down for it or they say to do it, by all means, I don't I don't think it's as cute or or cheeky as it once it was in the '90s. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bring children. <laughs> <laughs> when children aren't invited, I think. <laughs> yeah. Is- <laughs> The uh, subtext there. Yeah, there's a reason that the guest list is put together and thought about the way it is. If, if a guest, if kid or otherwise isn't listed on the invitation, then that means they're not invited. If you're not sure, ask the couple. And couple, dear couple, if somebody reaches out and says, hey, can I bring my kid? No is a complete sentence. Yep. Um, and know that you're allowed to say no, but maybe after the wedding we can all get together and celebrate, you know, to include them. And if and if and if that's that's tricky for you, we totally understand that you that you're not able to be there. Yep. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that. I mean, there will be some people who do that, but like, you know, if, if somebody presses you on that, like one of my favorite comebacks that I've, you know, couples have asked me like this person's asking to bring, you know, their kid, they can't find a sitter or whatever. It's like our whole entire goal is, is to give our parents who are friends time a way to just have like a night because a lot of parents don't get date nights and don't get reasons to get fancied up and all that kind of stuff. Like Rachel and I went to a wedding in Georgia and it was, it was like a hard reason, like thing to get there. Like we had to fly from here, like walk, walk to the train, fly, go down. We left on like a Friday, got there in the after, like afternoon, the wedding was Saturday. And then we had like a, like a 9am flight out Sunday. Like it was, it was very rushed, but it's like, we had a reason to go like, and, and it's like, we got, we had fun to like get all gussied up and, and, you know, spend time together. So, you know, if that's something that you're intentionally trying to create, having one person bring their kid, is just going to ruin all of that. And like, you can say that, like, that's the atmosphere you're trying to create for all of the 
parent friends that you have. Yep. Weddings that have kids have a very different energy in most cases than weddings that don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, RSVP for a plus one when they weren't given a plus one. Yeah. We just talked. (laughs) Same as kids. (laughs) It falls in the same category. Yeah. This is like my mom when when she comes down. uh, We love dogs. Uh Like dogs are wonderful. Um, We're not dog people. We're cat people. And the amount of times that she's like, oh, we brought this dog like so my sister runs a rescue and like you know there'll be you know reasons oh. why they're watching a dog or something like that my sister's doing something or has to go on like a trip or whatever and it's just like oh we brought daphne it's like what <laughs> we, we don't have the space for a dog here or in our backyard <laughs> thanks mom yeah yeah i don't know why i just uh compared a plus one to a dog but like i meant that in the most most positive endearing way I that. am a dog person, so that is kind. I just don't like that you're not a dog person. All the all the dog people out there are just like – I definitely just saw a little like video recently that was a little sketch that was like two people stopping by their house and it's like a friend uh, and they're like, oh, I just have to like run in and feed the dog quick. And the person's like, you have a dog? And they're like, yeah, why? Is that cool? And they're like, yeah, you, you have a dog? I didn't realize you had a dog. I love dogs. And then they like freak out about like the dog coming out and like they just want to pet the dog for like 20 minutes. It's really funny. Anyway, continuing on, moving on. Um, Take a vase of flowers home. Mm, Controversial. In the past, like 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, that was like a normal thing is that guests would take home the the vase. There would be like games and the prize at each table would be that you got to take home the centerpiece. Rarely the case. Well, I don't know about rarely. Not always the case anymore because often those vases, the vessels that the flowers are in are rentals. They have to be taken back to the florist or Mm. the florist is coming back for them at the end of the night. And then- if they're missing, then that's a problem for the couple. So unless you're specifically told you can take the centerpiece, chances are you can't. You can almost definitely take the flowers if they're like real live flowers. You can probably take those like out of the vessel. But um, yeah, you can't just swipe the centerpiece. Yeah. This is a tricky one because I, I think I might be guilty of this when I oh. was a uh, groomsman. And it was okay. complain about the clothing purchases and rentals that you have to make when you're in the wedding party saying yes to being in a wedding party comes with a usually a hefty price tag yeah yeah and why though like why is that that why does that have to be the case um i guess if you're a couple planning a wedding keep in mind that when you are asking them um, because it sometimes is a is a price commitment. I mean, though I've had many couples say like, hey, I want these group of people to be my bridesmaids or my groomsmen, and I've just asked them all to wear a blue suit, or I've asked them all to wear like their favorite dress and their favorite color or whatever. They, I just, I don't, I didn't tell them to wear a specific thing. Um, and then people can kind of navigate that in a way that feels a little bit more um, comfortable for what their budget is in their lifestyle. But I, I don't know that complaining – it's tough because are you complaining or are you stating you're like, hey, I'm not able to afford that? Mm. I don't know. That's tricky. It's a line, money's, right? M- money's a tricky conversation. I think anytime that you're complaining, I think the reason it's framed that way is from the couple standpoint, they're spending – many, many much dollars on this whole event. And what you're complaining about is a very small fraction of that. So to them, it's all skewed. Like what used to be a lot of money is no longer a lot of money to them. It's now like, oh, that's nothing. (laughs) You You don't know what I've seen. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's like a space where it's like, like if you sign that, that social contract of like being in, in the wedding party, there's something that comes along with that where it's like, like, yeah, 
I think the couple also has a duty to like make things not as outrageous. Like know your people, right? Right. Right. Um, right. You know, know what your what your people can afford and all that kind of stuff. And yes, I think most people will um, bend a little bit. Uh, to try to make things happen, but like it's not possible for some people. And yeah. I think this article is talking a little more about the sort of like color schemes and things like that. We're like, oh, why am I wearing this like cut of dress, or why am I like, oh. you know, why do we have to wear like this sort of thing? So there's there's multiple sides of this where it's like, is True. it the money? Sorry. Is it the color? Like, there's all yeah. this different ways to think about what we can and cannot complain about. Yeah, the money part. It feels fair. I don't know that the color part does. I'm. I don't yeah. know. I'm a person that like what I'm wearing really affects me mm. and how I navigate the world. So I get it if you're a person that's also like really sensitive about what you're wearing and what it looks like. But sometimes you do have to say, "Well, I have to do this because it's my best friend or my sister or whatever it is," and you just kind of roll with it. But yeah. Okay. Continuing on. Interrupt the couple while they're eating. Ugh. I swear to God, if I could put a bodyguard around a couple <laughs> or like, and you know, those like invisible fences, speaking of dogs that keep dogs in the yard. I need yes. one of those that keep guests <laughs> out while the couple eat. <laughs> oh, everybody's not, got a collar on. Is that too violent? That might've been too violent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a couple is like sitting at their wonderful sweetheart table and it's like one of the very few times of a day where they have a moment together mm-hmm. and they're like nourishing their bodies and they're literally on Taking top of their break. mountain as you say yes yeah. and and they probably haven't eaten much all day because they've been excited or you know it's just been so many such a busy day and it's the time when everybody wants to come up to them and kneel down and like chat stop it go sit stop down <laughs> go sit down yes uh, um, I want to paint this picture because I do it all the time but it's like it's like the wedding day flies by because you're constantly looking forward to the next thing. And like people are like asking you all day long, how you doing? How you feeling? You excited? It's here. Blah, like all that stuff. And that's awesome, right? Like the hype is real. And it's like sitting behind your table. If you decide to have a sweetheart table, maybe you have long form tables or whatever. But it's like sitting down in that moment is the first time where it's like the two of you and you're like doing your own thing. And it's that moment where like everybody else is like catching up with the people around their table and all that stuff. Right. And it might as well be the two of you in a restaurant anywhere in the world, right? Sitting, catching up and talking and loving on each other. But this day happens to be your wedding day. And it's like, I wish that like guests and stuff understood that like this couple could, if they could just have like a little bit of time to like look out at all the people who are there to support them, who are like doing their own thing. It's such a magical moment. Like I that sitting on our sweetheart table and like the speech that I gave at our wedding and like, and like our speeches and all that stuff, like the view from up there still sticks with me even almost 10 years later. Right. Like it's such a powerful, powerful moment. Yeah. That's, it's very true. And it doesn't, it's not like you need 45 minutes where, where the guests aren't coming up. Just like five even. Would be. Something. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Grab the mic. Oh, do you ever? Did you ever see that? Uh, not really. Um, yeah. I I think one of the things that I would like to just add that is when speeches are unnecessarily long. Like, like I've had a couple over the last years that were thirty minutes, forty minutes, yeah. twenty yeah. minutes. That's tricky. It's, so if yeah. you do have the mic, you should be entrusted with it. <laughs> 
Right. You have to be a Brene Brown level speaker for me to listen to you talk for that long, even if you're talking about my most favorite subject ever. So unless that person is invited to your wedding and giving a toast, yeah, everybody should keep it short and sweet. I I can't say that I've seen the uh, like a guest just fully grab the mic. That might be, though, more because of the due diligence of the DJs, MCs, and band leaders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of making sure that doesn't happen. So yeah. Okay, moving on. This one I feel like is sort of subjective. Surprise everyone with a performance. Oh, okay. So much thought goes into a wedding day and a timeline and all these kind of moving pieces. If there is any type of surprises being planned by somebody other than the couple who, or somebody other than the person that's directly involved in planning the wedding, you need to, you need to make people aware of it because... Unless it's like a, it's just a little thing. Like you want to like say surprise. No, performance is not going to be a little thing. It's not going to be a little thing. It's going to, it's going to take up time. It's going to like, you need to make sure the photographer is there. Nah. Yes. Okay. This one, um, interesting. Upstage the couple. Yeah. I mean, that's so vague, but yeah, it's not your day to like propose to somebody or announce that you're pregnant or make any type of like big moves <laughs> it's funny in because my opinion i guess i don't know i guess the, the next one the next one is quite little. literally propose at the wedding reception yeah same thing that's if the couple's cool with it right because maybe it's like a sister or something and it's been like a really long thing like you've seen that on on instagram or reels or whatever it's like like this thing happened on the wedding day and the couple was in on it and they make it a thing like i think if that's okay like but I don't know. I don't know how many people would be totally cool with that. I think if if you're, I think if you're questioning, is this cool? It's probably not. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Unless the couple came to you and said, <laughs> "Hey, we want you to do this at our wedding," then pr- go for it. But like, if you're having that, like, "Ooh, maybe we shouldn't do this." Chances are, you shouldn't do this. <laughs> right there, like, save it for some other weekend. Gotcha. Okay, so we have two two final ones here. Nice. That's it. I'm going to smash them into one because I think one, I've never seen anybody complain about a wedding on social media or about a wedding they attended on social media. That's one of them. But then I think the other one is maybe more applicable and that's complaining to the couple either at the wedding or after the wedding. Thoughts on that? Gosh, I mean, I would really hope that nobody would do that. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. It's possible though. I mean, people definitely do it. Like, Sure. Have you yeah, heard I mean, of go on. Oh, I was just gonna say I, it's just to me it's in poor taste, very poor taste. I mean, certainly talk about it with like your partner in the car, but like <laughs> what were those green beans about, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the couple should have like a little bit of a bubble around them for things. Like if there's drama that yeah. happens, like look, there's drama that happens at every wedding. And um <laughs> and the amount of couples who I talk with afterwards that like find out about the drama, like later, I think it's funny then. Um, because then they're like, Oh yeah, this is the thing that happened or that thing happened, and they think it's funny, but like not complaining specifically to them. I- I'm trying to think of what this framework is called. It's it's like concentric circle where like the like whatever the people, whatever the person in the center is like going through something or doing something, there's like these rings of, of, of groups of people who are affected by that thing going out, right? Um, it's like, you know, the couple's in the middle and maybe it's like the families and the wedding party are like the next group. And then there's like aunts and uncles outside of that. And then there's friends outside of that. You're allowed to dump out, like mm. you're allowed to talk about things out, but you cannot dump 
in, right? So like the couple, the couple can talk to anybody and everybody about anything they're going through, but nobody can dump onto the couple about like the whatever is happening right. that's they're dealing with about their wedding or whatever. Like, oh, the parking was miserable or something like that. Right. That's a really good visual way to think about it, for sure. Uh, we just need to put up like a PSA for all guests that this is how this works. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I kind of totally agree with that with respectfully speaking, you know, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Okay. Any final thoughts or things that we didn't mention that you want <laughs> to note? Um, no, not necessarily. That is a, that is a really good list. And we, we talk about all these things a little bit in jest, but also, you know, like we said, to prepare for it. How about you though? Have it, did you have anything to add? No, I, I just think that like most, I think most people get it. Most people get that like they want to like that the couple, it's like it's it's this like special day and they want to make you feel special. And we've talked about this a million times on the podcast where it's like as a third observer, like I get to watch people react when the couple's like walking around a cocktail hour, right? And you'll see like maybe a group of people talking and they're like looking over their shoulder like, okay, the couple's coming. Like, And they're like super excited. I feel like that's generally the vibe. And most people are good about that. But sometimes people just get weird. So like expect some people to get weird for your wedding yeah. and around your wedding. And it's just part of it. Isn't that funny? It's almost like some people um, feel like they need to like come up to your level at that day and not that yeah. you're like better Ooh. than anybody that day, but it's like they need to like prove something or feel like an equal. So they'll start doing things either really out of character or really off-putting that you're like, what are you doing? Like, stop, yeah, stop, stop it. it. Yeah, and it's like their own thing that they need to work through. It's it's really anything to do about you, but it's, it is interesting how some people navigate it. I'm surprised you didn't add, I feel like you have one where... Um, where you talk about before where when people at the end of the night. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good one. All right. Oh, all right. That's a good one. Thank you for setting up for that. Um, <laughs> one of the things that is a pet peeve of mine and I, I, I can't say it's like definitive for everybody because sometimes like, you know, your people and you, you know, you know what this vibe is like, but like, I feel like I always like to air. So at the end of the night, there's usually a couple things that happen. Um, sometimes it's like a big deal where like the couple's like slow dancing. It's maybe like the second to last song and people are leaving already. So they come up to the couple in the middle of while they're dancing, having this slow dance and like, Hey, see you later. And the couple's like trying to have this moment. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why you start seeing this whole, um, like private last dance thing, which is really tricky anyway. And maybe another a conversation for another episode, but it's like, like the couples having this like special moment, allow them to just be in that place and don't interrupt them because you're leaving early because they're having this like moment. And I just think it's, I'm trying to get this like this shot of them or this photograph of them where they're like lost in their world and they're like their whole world is like literally in their arms and they keep getting interrupted. And I've seen couples get frustrated when they're like, just trying to enjoy each other for that moment. And people just keep it being like, all right, bye, we're leaving. See you later. But it's like the wedding's not over yet. Like we still have more songs to go um, or something. It's like, there are times I think that you can feel it out when it's appropriate, even if you're leaving early. Right. Right. It's definitely not the, the time to do that. Yeah. It's their time. Okay. Should we take it out? Go for it, Dan. 
Put Around a Podcast is co-hosted by wedding planner Danielle Pasternak and photographer Daniel Moyer. Both are based out of the greater Philadelphia area. This show is produced by DP Knack Events along with Daniel Moyer Photography. Find us on Instagram at Put a Ring on a Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Finally, thank you so much for all of your messages of love and support and kindness and all that goodness. We are here and have always been cheering for you every step of the way. Until next time, ringers. 